Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. So is it still possible to make Facebook and Instagram ads work if you're a brand new business owner? Well, Jen McConaughey is proof that it is possible. All you need is a fabulous product to sell and some help along the way to make sure you know how to craft an amazing offer, get up a swim-worthy sales page, and create those brilliant ad images and ad copy that's going to sell to the right customers and the right people. If you're a newer business owner, you will love hearing from Jen. And you know what? Even if you're a more experienced business owner, I think you will learn some great tips on how to reorder your offers and reposition them so that it's that perfect fit for your customers. I love seeing when students are able to make simple tweaks that end up making all the difference in the world for their profits with their ads, in their conversion rates. It's just so exciting to see. And as you'll hear from Jen, you'll realize that she is someone who is going to continue to test and continue to tweak. There is no giving up when it comes to Jen and her growing her business. So you will absolutely love hearing from her. And if you want to learn more about crafting an amazing offer, creating that swoon-worthy, amazing sales page that your customers are just going to love, and then creating brilliant ads to help you sell that offer, you'll want to sign up for Brilliant Ads Bootcamp. It's a free training that I'm hosting where you can get a sense for how I am as a teacher and start to get some of the inside scoop that I give all my students inside the ads intensive. So you'll walk away with so many practical steps that you can take to improve your offer, your sales page, and create those ads that are going to sell your offer so much better. All you need to do is head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash bootcamp. So that's brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P. And I'll see you there. So today on the show, I have Jen McConaughey with me and her business is thistimeofmine.com. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to be here. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about how you got started with your business and you know what type of customer you serve. So I serve moms, parents. I actually started my blog not that long ago. It was in 2019. I was teaching private music lessons and I had been doing that forever. And it worked out great because I could do it around my kids, nap schedules and early bedtimes and things like that. But as my kids started to get older, that schedule just started to get really hard. And I noticed that I was teaching all the time when my kids were coming home from school. I was teaching all the way up until they went to bedtime. I was teaching on the weekends and that was not really going with the goals that I had for myself as a mom. 
because I had deliberately chosen to stop working outside of the home so that I could be there for all of that. And so I knew it was time to change. I loved teaching, but I also loved the season of life I was in with my kids. And so I wanted to change focus. And I started looking for other ways to make money from home. And I was listening to podcasts and reading up on different things. And I came across a mom who was making business blogging. And I thought that was kind of funny because I didn't know you could make money as a blogger. (laughs) And so I started researching, found a course I wanted to try. And I bought the first domain name that I could type in a domain checker that was available. (laughs) And I just got started. And I was just at the time, just kind of blogging about everything. We were remodeling our home. And so I started blogging about that. I started blogging about things I was doing with my kids, but I didn't have much direction. And then in 2020, we moved out of state. So that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to be done teaching and it's time to start focusing and making money with this blog. And so we moved and things were going fine. And then the pandemic hit and our schedules got crazy. So that kind of went on the back burner for a little while. But that summer, my husband was home a lot and because his work schedule was affected by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to start using that time to create a product. And I was working on some goal planning principles for my kids because we were working on goals together. And I was like, wait, why don't I just turn this into a product? And it took me an embarrassing amount of time to work on because I was just learning how to use Canva and how to set up lead pages, a sales page, and all of that was brand new. And so I got it up and running in time to do that in between Christmas and New Year's because everybody's kind of thinking about setting goals at that time. And so I I launched it to my list which was super tiny at the time. And I made eight sales. (laughs) I was so excited (laughs) because it was more money than I had made up until that point. But I was like, okay, it sells. So let's try Facebook ads because I'm so small and I need some more eyeballs. And I had heard other people have success with ads. And so I set up some ads on my own and it started selling, but it was really just kind of like break even. And then it died off. And I had no idea what to do because I didn't have any tools, no strategies, no experience. So I just turned everything off. And then that's when your Facebook ads intensive, I started hearing that it was opening up and I didn't feel totally ready to do it, but I was ready to kind of start making some progress on Facebook ads. So I signed up and was so excited when I got in. And then from there, I just went with that goal planning kit. And I actually spent the whole, up until the day we hit publish on our first ad in your course, I was redoing everything. So the kit that I had applied with, I redid to try to make my branding more cohesive. I was going through redoing all the fonts. I was adding a bunch of bonuses and completely redoing the sales page because I got into the group and started seeing all these great ideas in the, there's just so many, like you're properly named brilliant ladies in your group. And I discovered GIF, didn't know you could put GIFs on sales pages, loved that. Anyway, so I just got everything redone and ready to go. And then when we started, it was able to kind of make, gain a little bit more traction. Yeah. And I have to say, I can still picture your sales page in my head. And I remember, I think it was Mari. So one of the ads mentors who, if people don't know, Mari helps on a lot of my sales pages. So like I hire out design work from her and some copywriting work from her. But I remember both Mari and I just gushing over (laughs) your sales page. You did, I mean, all that time and effort that you put into it, I just feel like it really showed. It looked incredible. Like you're, you know, because again, there are, I'm sure hundreds, maybe thousands of different goal setting types of planners or journals or resources like that for kids out there, but you found ways to 
set yours apart, you know, and make sure your sales page just really looked incredible and just eye-catching. And to me, it just felt like, yes, this is going to connect with moms. And I have to say, I got so much from the advice that you gave at the beginning of the intensive. I mean, I tried to make everything that you offered and more to my brand, but all the ideas came from the guidance that you gave and some of the other examples of sales pages. It's just so fun to kind of learn new ways to try things that I didn't even know you could do on a sales page. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And at this point too, let's talk about the timeline of this. So you launched this, your goal setting product for kids in January of 2021. Yeah. So the beginning of 2021, and I only sold it for about three months and then stopped until the intensive, which actually we don't start selling it until a couple of weeks into the, into the course. So I took kind of, I mean, I set it up as a tripwire. So I was getting like little sales, but I wasn't selling it big and I wasn't selling it direct either. Yeah. You weren't taking people directly to that sales page and then your ads set up when we get to which, okay. Confession, everyone. It's like, it's unit seven. So it's like week seven actually of the program is when we set up our ads because we got to talk, you know, we got to have that sales page looking amazing and we've got to create amazing ad images and write good ad copy and know who we're targeting, like all of those things before we set up our campaign. So I know people get so impatient with that, but then Mm -mm, I used that time. I was working so hard until like, I think I barely made it to when we hit publish. Okay. I was doing stuff the whole time. (laughs) And that is the other thing too, is like everything you learn in unit one on like sales pages or for my physical product sellers, their product listings. It's like, that takes time. Like most people not, cannot revamp that sales page in just a week. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, you, you did it exactly right. Where you're like, I'm going to give this all I've got. I'm going to take all these ideas. I'm going to make this the best, you know, sales page and offer and ads, you know, that I possibly can. So I love that. So then tell me what happened once you started running ads. So when I started running ads, it was actually going better than I thought it would. I think in the overall scheme of things, it might not be considered great, but from a new person standpoint, I was doing awesome. I was making over one row as, <laughs> so I was having fun trying all the things. And the thing that I loved the most is I finally had strategies that I could try when things would level off. I knew exactly what else to try, what to look for. And you do a really good job of helping us kind of troubleshoot and figure out what to try. And if like the data is what I wanted to learn, I, that was the biggest reason that I joined the ads intensive is because I wanted to learn how to read the data and understand what I was looking at. And so doing that helped. And I noticed that my retargeting ads were actually the things that were performing the best. And so I was thinking, okay, I wonder if people just need a little bit more time to decide that they want to buy a goal planning kit for their kids. (laughs) So I kind of let that stew for a little while, which ended up being the reason I changed later on, but I kept with the goal planning kit the whole time. And I was only doing direct to sale and toward the end of it, I wanted to start growing my list. So I started doing freebie to tripwire again and it was going okay, but I couldn't get it to really break even. So then I, we were approaching that between Christmas and new year's time again. And I was like, okay, my list has grown a little, let's try launching the new updated version of this product. But this time I'm going to try it with ads. Cause you teach us how to do that with ads. And then I got a lot of ideas from other ladies in the group I was reading all the different posts of things that they had tried when launching with ads. And I just went for it and I was able to get my first four figure launch. So I was super Yay. excited about that. I mean, it's tiny, but I was 
was excited yeah. and happy with the results for sure. And then I continued selling that until February and then things le- leveled off. So I actually just turned it off for the rest of February just to kind of like switch things around. Cause I was ready to try something smaller. I joined the membership afterward. And at that time, there was a lot of people talking about selling a smaller product with ads, kind of like your itty bitty template product. And so I had a bonus that I was using in my goal planning kit. I'm like, I could totally sell that. I've sold it to my list before. Let's try that with ads. So I pulled that out, sold that as er, to be the main thing. And I was selling it for $12. And then I pulled another bonus out as the bump. And then I took the goal planning kit and I actually added it as the upsell. And it's been doing so much better. It's been consistently performing better since I did that in March. So I've been happy with that. Yay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's so exciting. And I think it's something that people don't often realize, which is, you know, just that entry point for how someone initially hears about you and your business, what they choose to say, yep, I want that and click over that initial price point can make such a difference. Like the order of progression in terms of like what we're going to offer people can make such a big difference for improving profits. And that easy yes of just getting, I'm thinking like as a busy mom, who's kind of like burnt out online, but just, so what I'm selling is it's actually a challenges kit. And so it's just like different daily challenges for kids for developing positive mindset, growth mindset, and different daily challenges along that. And so it's just, it's an, it's very inexpensive, easy. Yes. And then it ends up being, it makes more sense getting to the goal kit because then the bump supports the main offer. And then the goal kit actually supports it all and helps to turn it into a long-term habit for kids. And so it's actually been converting a lot better that way. Love that. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about that, the order bump that you offer. Okay. So it's actually a motivation mini kit and it just has things to help with building a positive mindset. And to con- so the challenges kit is all about building a positive mindset. And then this kind of like supports it so that they can stay motivated to continue working on the challenges and have fun and take it a little bit farther. And then the upsell is just kind of like, want to make these habits stick? Let's make goals. And so that's how it progresses. Okay. And then what's your price point for the order bump and then your, the goal setting. So the initial is 12, the bump is $9. And then the goal planning kit is now $14, which is less than I was selling before, but the overall total value is the same. And you're getting everything the same. If you would have bought it before, it's just in a different order. And most people take it anyway. So they still get the same thing. Okay. That's amazing. Ah, I didn't even realize that that now, now it makes total sense. So before you had your one sales page, it's for Mm -hmm. your goal setting kit. And so what was that price? I had two tiers. So it was 19 and 29 and the $19 was just the goal setting kit. Mm-hmm. And then the second tier had supplemental materials, including the challenges kit, the motivation mini kit, calendars, and just fun little extras. And most people were taking the second tier. And so okay. I was like, okay, I know those things will sell. Let's just do yeah. it in a different order. <laughs> yeah. So then you broke apart those bonuses. Mm-hmm. And so one became your $12 initial offer. One became your $9 order bump. And then the goal setting kit is now on its own at the $14. So let's see, what is the... Some quick math here, 12 plus nine at 21 plus 14 is 35, 35. Whereas before the most they could spend with you was 29. It was 29. And I did have a $7 bump on there. So technically it was like 36 and and most people took the bump because it was just so small, so easy. And I don't sell the bump anymore because I just feel like the new bump that I have supports the materials 
better. Got it. Okay. That is amazing. Okay. Do you have any specific stats on like, what's that initial sales page conversion rate? And then, you know, what percentage of people take the bump and the upsell? So the initial direct to sales page conversion rate, it's between like 10 and 15%, honestly, like for the most part, it converts really well, but then I've been testing a ton of stuff. So that brings my conversion rate down because then I got a lot of duds, but the things that do go well, they, they usually are between 10 and 15%. And then for when people buy it, like 73 to 75% of the people take the bump and then another 20% take the upsell. So most people are getting either the 21 or the 35 price point. That's amazing. Over 70% taking the order bump is like you might be the highest I've heard on an order. Oh, book. really? See, I don't even know. I don't even know what's good. I have all these percentages, but I don't know what they mean yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, which I have to say too, I mean, I think order bumps and upsells are kind of newer for a, a lot of us, at least I love within, them. within my community. Yeah. yeah. It's so new so, for me too. Yeah. So even for me, it was like when I set up my first order bump, which is probably only like a year ago or a year and a half ago, it's like, I was trying to figure out like, yeah, what's a good rate here. I think for me, I average like 30% who take my order bump and I'm, I think I might be, I feel like there's some members who are at maybe 50%, but yeah, you at over 70%. That's amazing. That's probably because it's so inexpensive. It's just an easy, you know, supplement to it. But yeah, I'm glad that because otherwise it would just be a $12 offer and it wouldn't be profitable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's such a good point too. But yeah, I just love that you reconfigured things to make it like three easy yeses instead of one overwhelming. Well, and that's my problem. Like I just, I throw a lot of things at people because I'm like, look at all these things I have, have them all. And so this has been good for me to kind of like slow it down, offer less from like less at a time and be more clear about what it is they're getting. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your ads, like how much you're typically spending per day, what your average return on ad spend is. So right now I'm spending anywhere between 80 and 160. So between four and eight ad sets at about $20 a day each is what I'm doing pretty consistently. And I've done more and I've done less, but that's been the most average. And I usually have two ad sets that get between a three and a five row as for the day. So it's enough to carry me through so that I can, every day I'm always trying something new, but those good row as ad sets help me fund that. Got it. Okay. So then what would you say you average across all your ad sets in, in terms of, so it's about, I, I looked at it the other day. I think it's about a 1.8 ROAS overall. And I'm doing now I'm doing freebie to tripwire and direct to sale, which I haven't done them both at the same time yet. And it's still averaging out at about 1.8. Okay. That's overall. exciting too, because then you're able to build your list in mm-hmm. a bigger way, at least while also having profits from those direct customers. That's exciting. So that's actually been fun. So I actually just started the freebie to tripwire two weeks ago and it took off and I added 1400 people to my list in less than two weeks. And I was like, wait, what? This is crazy. (laughs) So I'm really trying to figure out how I can scale that. And I keep getting overexcited and I'll do, so I'm doing lifetime budgets and they're $200 over 10 days. So about $20 a day. I'm like, forget that. Let's, you know, quadruple it. So I was doing, it was about $80 a day. And it did really well for like three days. And I remember one day I got 250 subscribers in one day with like a three to 3.5 ROAS. So thrilled. And then it died off. So 
But the thing that's I like now where I'm at with the way that I'm looking at it is I feel more, I feel a little bit less emotional about it. Like oh, it didn't work. What happened? Like what's wrong with me? Instead, I'm like, nope, this worked before. How can I make it work again? And I was able to bring it back again, but now I'm kind of just rather than going bigger, I'm kind of just trying more things horizontally. So I have a lot more things going at $20 a day rather than going up yet, but I want to go up. Yes. Okay. Oh, I love that too. I think a a lot of people approach ads where they're like, great, I've got something working. So now let's increase the budget. (laughs) But it is interesting how sometimes that doesn't it doesn't pan out the same way. So I'm definitely a big fan of, uh, and again, not that we don't want to increase those budgets. We do, but yes, just Mm -hmm. like you're talking about the horizontal scaling where it's like, okay, how do we take what's working and, you know, test it to more audiences or try Mm -hmm. new iterations of the ads that are working to this audience or try setting things up in different ways. And so it's, it's amazing. Like, I mean, you have this perfect example where it's like, okay, if you have four to eight ad sets running on any given day. And so let's say if you're averaging a hundred bucks a day that you're spending a 1.8 row as so, you know, 80 bucks a profit a day, for example. Mm-hmm. So then in a month that's coming out to, you know, several thousand dollars of right? profit. Every month. Yeah. And so when we were in the ads intensive, one of the mentors had mentioned, okay, if you want to make a thousand dollars a day, you just need to make or a thousand dollars in a month. You just need to make $30 in a day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, that's, that's more reasonable. Like I can work with that. You know, I can figure out how to make that work. And so now I started with that, started making that really consistent. And then I can start making my profit margins just a little bigger. And now it's like a hundred dollars a day, sometimes $180 a day even. And because the spend on each of my ad sets is so low, I can get a bigger profit when I get multiple sales from one ad set. Yeah, that's true. Once you have a winner, Mm -hmm. it's really, yeah, the profits on that ad set are really high. I love that. And so before ads, your monthly revenue from your business was so small. Pretty low. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I was making uh, $50 a month, maybe. And super excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then like all of the year before, like 2020, I made $300 and I was so excited about that. Uh-huh. So now it's been three, actually that's not true. So since January, it's been a thousand dollars a month, every month, February was a little lower. Cause I turned the ads off halfway through, but So I'm thrilled with that because then I can work with that and keep going and try to make it grow. Yeah, exactly. And you're building your list a lot more too. So when you're promoting new things or, you know, emailing about sales and different things, you now have so many new subscribers to be selling to as well. Yeah. And it's been fun to kind of see because I set up kind of a longer welcome sequence so that I could re-offer the goal kit to those who didn't buy it as an upsell. And then I also offer the challenges kit again to other subscribers that came in through different ways and it converts. Okay. I think, I think it's about 3% people buy something throughout that funnel, but I didn't have very many people going through the funnel. So it was really hard for me to test it and see if it was actually working. But now that I have people consistently going through that, I can see what I need to tweak, what's working and what's not. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So are there any insights there? Because I have to say, I 
I'm very impatient when it comes to testing my email funnels behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because compared to ads, it's a much lower <laughs> burn, right? Yes. And so, whereas with ads, you can see immediately, like, is this getting sales? Are people clicking over? You know, are they interested? But have you, I'm curious if you've noticed any insights there on the email funnel side that you've been able to work with. Well, one thing that's helped is having the ads because then I don't stress about it as much because I know that I've got something consistent I'm working on with ads. And so then I can just kind of let things run almost in the background to see if it works. And with the freebie, for example, that I have going to my challenges kit right now, I offer it right in that delivery freebie. Like if you want, if you miss, and I actually got this idea, I think it might be from Karina. Somebody recently had mentioned that they do that and they offer, oh, you missed it. Here's another chance to grab that offer again at that's at a good price. And I've had a couple of people take that, but then they go through the welcome sequence and I offer the goal planning kit exactly the way that I had it in the ads intensive. So as far as insights, I don't know yet. I mean, I'm still learning, but I just see that it's working and it's something that I don't have to worry about yet because it's just kind of, they're just in there and then sales come in. Yeah. Okay. And then you mentioned before the testing that you do, like with your sales page, when we were talking about conversion rates there, any big insights there as far as tweaks that make a difference, that made a difference? For me, it was less is more. I'm very wordy, which sometimes is great, but I think for a mom who's just in there to buy something for her kids, she just doesn't really want to read <laughs> a lot. So on my tripwire page, I kept testing things until I have very little wording up at the top. And then I immediately jump into the image of what they're getting because I've noticed consistently that even in my ads, that's what works better. They just want to see the printables, which makes sense and just get to that. So I've done that. And then I've tried to get more concise on my sales page, just less words, more direct, but still giving information. Okay. Got it. And then for your direct to sales page offer, is there a timer on the page? What, you know, how long do they have to grab that, you know, $12 deal? So it's two hours. The tripwire is 20 minutes, but the direct to sale is two hours. And then it redirects actually not to a full price. It's more of like an in-between price that they can try again. And I do have people take me up on that. And I haven't tested too many different timers. Everything's just kind of been two hours for now. Okay. Got it. I know two hours is definitely a popular one for my students, which is very interesting. I do think I used to be way more biased towards like a multi-day sale, but that was with some products that were like a much bigger price. And there was like more for people to have to look at on the page. And also that was during a time when it was easier to retarget, right? Like Facebook could grab more (laughs) of those people who had actually visited the page. And now it's retargeting is trickier. Yeah. I haven't been able to get it to work recently either. And it was always better for me, but this year I can't get it to work, but I kind of retarget them in my, I do add at the bottom. I did this with my goal planning kit and I've been meaning to do this to my challenges kit. Now is at the bottom. I say, are you not ready yet? You know, grab a freebie. So then I at least have them on my email list and I can try them again. So I do need to put that at the bottom of my challenges kit now that I have a freebie for that. That's right. Yeah. That's another great idea. But yeah, it does seem like with small, simple offers, you know, things that are maybe under 30 bucks. And for those of us who are marketing to 
busy moms, which is most of my audience, right? That's who we're marketing to. It's yeah. I think those shorter timers really can work better. It's like, here's, you gotta, you know, make that decision. It's such a, it's a no brainer. I mean, at $12. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's a question that I feel like is going to come up for people, which is because it's harder now with Facebook to like, you know, when we're setting up our ads, let's say you want to exclude everyone who's already seen the sales page. That's not a perfect process. So even if we do choose to exclude those sales page visitors, because again, Facebook's not able to capture all those people. So do you ever get comments on your ads of like, I missed the sale. Oh no. You know, how would you handle something like that? I haven't come across that yet, actually. So no, I have no idea what I would do. Actually, I would probably start looking at other people's ads and see how they respond. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But I think it's interesting because you still give them a deal, right? It's like, so the timer redirects, they still get it at a special price. It's just not quite as good. Now, does that stay there kind of like on evergreen? So they won't time out of that second offer. Okay. I kind of just leave it there because I don't want to worry about it after that. And I figure if they're not going to buy it by that point, they're not interested. It's printables. You either want it or you don't. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense because then you don't have to worry about people being like, I missed it. I missed the big sale. You're like giving them a a deal. So yeah, I like that, which, okay. Here's a little aside. Here's how I handle that on my end, Mm -hmm. at least as of right now. As of right now, if someone says, oh man, I missed the sale because I've also been running some pretty short timers recently, which I'm like, oh man, they have to decide really fast. In my Shopify store, I have you know most of the same products available over there. And if people opt into text message marketing, they get a 20% off coupon. So we've just been telling people like, oh, yep. Sorry, like the, it is a really limited time sale because mine do currently redirect to like, you know, full price for the page. But we let them know, hey, if you head to brilliantlifeshop.com, you can see the rest of the products I have to offer and you can sign up for a coupon over there. So it's not That's as great. good of a deal. You know, it's not the same as most of my ads offers. It's like they're getting anywhere from 40 to 70% off on that offer. And then it does read right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's again, it's, it's like that compromise that, you know, kind yeah. of talking about of like, you want to give, it's like, if someone is asking and they're interested, you want to like throw them a bone, right? Yes. But then it still keeps the integrity of like, yep, everyone has the same amount of time to get that initial, like really juicy deal. Yeah. And I have had a couple email me I don't know what happened, but they would try to buy and it wouldn't let them. And it has something to do with the upsell. Like something is tripping and it only happens every once in a while, but I have had a couple of people email me and I'll just go ahead and give them like the same price that they were going to get on that initial sales page. Cause that's not their fault. They were trying to get in there too. But yeah, if somebody's going to go through the effort of emailing me and asking me, I'm going to work with them. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you had mentioned briefly about, you know, you have some ad sets that just work amazingly well for you have really high return on ad spend numbers, and that kind of carries the weight for the rest of your testing. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what your typical daily ads routine looks like and the different things that you would typically be testing in a week? Sure. So the biggest thing that I'm testing is audiences. I I really am trying to grow my what I can use because I like having just like that winning ad and winning copy and then making that go as long as I can. And so recently, let's see, I think it was in March when I started doing the challenges kit. Nope, that's not true. It was a little bit later. I heard some people talking about restarting their ads 
or their entire campaigns every single day, rather than just kind of tweaking things. And that sounded interesting to me because I kind of get stuck in analysis paralysis. I'm staring at my ads manager, which isn't showing anything anymore, really, and trying to go back and forth between Google Analytics and trying to decide, should I turn something on, turn something off, add budget, take budget away. But this I was like, why don't I just try this for a while? I turn the campaign on, it runs all day. And then the next day I schedule a new campaign to start at midnight and turn the old one off. And I keep what's working, get rid of what's not, and then add new things in. But it's like taking the pressure off because each ad set is only $20 a day, which is really kind of that ideal cost per purchase for me anyway. And so it's not going to lose too much. And I I know it's only going to be running for a day anyway. So if it doesn't work, I don't have to worry about it. And that has helped me stay consistent longer without having to try very much new other than audiences. I've tried a new create a few new creatives. I've started running videos again, but in general, I really am trying to grow it with as many audiences as I can right now. Gotcha. Okay. So every day you've got the tried and true stuff that that's mm-hmm. gonna be in that campaign, but then you're probably adding in a new thing or two that you're going to. Yeah. And I try to add actually like two to four new things each day so that I can, and it's usually like two new audiences and then maybe a new creative and then maybe a new version of ad copy. Okay. Got it. Now, do you find that with those audiences that are like your big winners, can you have them in multiple ad sets where you're testing different ads to those audiences? Mm -hmm. Okay. I can. Yeah. And so especially like my greatest winners, I, I love them because then I can test different types of ads and that's how I've been able to find more than one creative that works. Um, and then I can get them going at the same time, but I can't get it to work where I have the same creative and different copy. So it has to be like a different creative. It can be the same copy, but it has to be different creatives to the different audience that, or to the same audience. Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. This is one of the things with ads that I find so fascinating is over time, most of my successful students end up with like their own routine. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that, I mean, yes, there are a lot of the same principles that apply. Like we have, you know, benchmarks we're looking at for those sales page conversion rates and click-through rates and different ways to try ad copy and creatives. But Like, for example, I was just talking with Katie Kiefer and she was talking about the fact that once she has a winning ad creative, one of the things she'll do is just change the first couple of lines of ad copy, like that hook at the top. And that can help her give that ad more staying power. But in your case, you're like, nope, you can use the same copy, but you've got to have fundamentally different creatives. Mm -hmm. And I also have like this whole list of things I want to try. That's what I love about being in that membership, because it's like, we take everything that you've taught us. And then there's so many different business owners in there and they all apply things so differently. And I'm kind of quiet on the Facebook group, but I'm always on there. I'm always reading everything and learning. And it's like, okay, she tried this. Let me try that. She tried this. Let me try that. And there's just so much wisdom and experience that is in that group. And it's just been, I love it so much. Oh, yay. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that sometimes I do wonder with the quieter members. Like, oh, I'm there. I'm just <laughs> quiet in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's like, are they are they seeing the posts? Are they getting stuff yeah. on? So yeah, that's really fun. And you know what I think too is like, I think it'd be easy for a business owner to, it's like you almost get frustrated if like someone else's formula like doesn't work quite right for you. Mm-hmm. But I think what's going on there, what people need to understand is like, each of us has a different product, different offer, 
fundamentally a different type of customer we're serving. And so I think it's, we forget that it's like, it's this little universe that we've created, right? To where we're offering something to our person. And so to me, I think that's part of why there's always going to be some variation, right? On like what works for certain people, you know, because the same people will make the same argument of like, you know, I love my lookalike audiences and I always have several that typically work. And then I have some students who are like, I can't <laughs> look alikes. They never work. And I do still encourage those students like, Hey, okay, give it six months or give it a year, then try some again, because that's what I did. And um, my lookalikes weren't working. And so, and that's what I do love is because there's so many different businesses and strategies and things. We all start out with the foundation that you teach us in the ads intensive, and then people start finding ways to apply it. And that's how I've been able to kind of come to where I am is I'm not doing, I'm taking like bits and pieces yeah. from different people and lookalikes weren't working for me at all. And then in March, when I started this new challenges kit, everything is a lookalike mixed with a cold audience, which was an idea thrown around in the group. The yeah. itty bitty product was a, an idea thrown around in the group, trying my ad strategy or uh, changing the campaigns every day was an idea in the group. Yeah. And so having all these things that I can try, it's like, I'm never running out of things to test. And so yeah. it's keeping me from like, getting discouraged, like, oh, this isn't working this day. It's like, who cares? I have all these other things I can try now. Let's keep going. Yeah. I love that. There's always new things to try. Always. And yeah. And if you think back too to like when you did ads on your own, they worked for a while and then they... And that was luck. Like I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Got lucky. And then I had no idea what to do next. Yeah. And I, I think it's really easy to get emotional about your ads. Like you spend a lot of time creating your creatives and writing your ad copy. And then when it doesn't work or when something works, that wasn't your first choice, you're like, wait, what's going on. But the thing that I've noticed about the group of ladies that you've accumulated is there's just no complaining. Like mm. there's just okay, this isn't working. So here's what I'm trying next. Or what are you trying? And, and it's just a very positive approach to it, especially after that iOS update, which happened while I was in the ads intensive, there was just nothing, but let's try this. And you got us going on Google analytics. Melissa helped us figure that out. And it's just very thorough, very positive, and just filled with more ideas and more things to try. And I, and, and then you can see, wait, it's still working for people. So I don't need to get discouraged because it's obviously working. I just have to figure out how to apply it to myself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, that is the attitude I hope that all my students will take, right. Is like, there's always something new to try. And it is, that's the hard part is especially when you feel like you're trying all the things and it's not working. One thing Katie actually just mentioned on our chat was she's like, the only way you can fail is if you stop trying which right. I really think yes. is true. I mean, I think that's true of any aspect of online business. It's not just when it comes to ads, but it's like the only way to fail is if you stop trying, if you keep mm -hmm. working on that offer, that product that you want to sell and how you're going to market it. There's so many different ways to do it. And eventually you'll find that groove where things just connect and it's working. Yeah. And it takes time. And I wouldn't be able to try all the things as confidently if I didn't have the foundation that I started with in the ads intensive. I'm doing things differently now than I was then, but I wouldn't be able to do what I was doing now if I didn't have that foundation knowledge. Like I think it's really easy to get into trying all these strategies. Like look at all these things that I can try. And then you're overwhelmed that nothing works, Yeah, but you have to have like that solid start and then you can see how to apply different people's strategies or ideas into what you're already doing. Yeah. I love that. So my original goal for 2020 
to was to start making a thousand dollars a month consistently. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing that now. Now I got to figure out how to let's double it. So I I'm not great at uh, scaling. I, I I don't think I have the smarts for that yet. I'm working on it, but that's my goal. That's my next goal is because it's time to start making it grow so that I can keep getting more people in and then get that running so that I can start creating more products. Cause at this point, I really only have I mean, this is the main thing that I sell. So I need to start adding more products to what I offer my list because I do, I spend most of the time in my list. I'm not on social media yet. I want to be, I post very rarely on Facebook, but I dedicate everything to my email list. I'm always sending them freebies. I'm emailing them every single week of freebie and using that as practice for myself. I'm getting faster at creating freebies or printables, trying to find out what works. And so trying to take everything that I learn and now it's time to expand it. Yeah, exactly. More products you can sell to your list. And then yes, scaling up those ads for mm-hmm. sure. So Jen, I have to say, when you talked about like the point at which you started your business and kind of how sales were going, and then you joined the ads intensive, I feel like that was a really big investment in a program for a really new <laughs> business owner, right? Like, Oh, yes. So what, like, I guess what was going through your mind when you're trying to decide whether or not to join this big, I mean, it's a pricey program. I'm not, I mean, it is. more, there, there are programs that cost more, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's pricey. I think it's, it's definitely not an investment to like, you know, take lightly. It's a big deal. And so, yeah, walk, walk me through, <laughs> I guess. So, I mean, honestly, like I was really leery about spending my family's money on something that I didn't know if it was going to work, but so many people who were just regular moms working on their own businesses were making it work. So it wasn't to me, it wasn't like some crazy, like who knows if this will work. I know it works because I've seen it and it's all over your sales page. Like all these people are just making this work. And I had people that I had signed up for their email lists and they were raving about it in their emails to us. So I know it works. And so my very supportive husband, (laughs) it was like, you let us break it up into three payment plans. And so the first one was like $300. And I'm like, okay, I just need to make that back and see how it goes. And luckily, I mean, it just, I was able to pay, make more than what I paid by the time the intensive was over. So it ended up being, it paid off. But yeah, it was a little bit scary, but I didn't feel like it was just a shot in the dark because too many people were making it work. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I could, if I could figure just out, like figure out how to do it. Yeah. Okay. That is good to hear. And yeah, there are so many, I mean, I'm grateful just for all my students that have, you all work so hard. I mean, that's the one thing too. I do want to make sure people know is like, it's a lot of hard work. It is a lot of time. And so it is. Not everyone is successful, but I feel like the people that, again, it really just comes down to like, how much is someone willing to continue to test and try? And then eventually the success does build and snowball. And I think the other good part is everything that my students learn about, you know, their sales pages and their offers helps them sell more of their products in general. I agree. Yeah. And a lot has changed since I started the sales page that I started with when I applied to the intensive compared to the sales pages that I've got now, they're just so different, but that came from being in there and learning and then trying something else until I figured out what I liked and what was working. Yeah. I love hearing about students where like you, 
are, you know, you're pretty new to online business and just Mm -hmm. how you've been able to grow. It's yeah, that's really exciting. So keep up the amazing work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jen, it's been so fun to talk to you today. As we wrap up, do you have either a funny or adorable mom moment to share? Yeah, actually, I I feel like I have so many sometimes because life with four kids, there's just never a dull moment ever. But one that I just love is when I was actually pregnant with number four, because it just reminds me that there's just a lot to laugh about. (laughs) I was super pregnant. My husband was working at night. I was doing bedtime solo and the night was just going well. Like my kids were playing sweetly and I'm like, okay, guys, it's time to get ready for bed. And they were just being so obedient. And we were doing all the things, brushing the teeth, getting the jammies on. I'm like, man, I am doing such a good job at bedtime tonight. Like I wish someone was here to witness this. (laughs) I was so proud of myself and I'm singing the songs, kissing the heads. And then I go to turn off the lights and they say, um, mom, what about dinner? Like I completely forgot to feed my kids dinner. So total pregnancy mom brain. Like who does that? Right. <laughs> oh man. You know what though? Cause here's the other thing when you're pregnant is like, I know my, my meal schedule is weird. Like, because you get like you're hungry more often usually. <laughs> and then, but you can't eat that much at one time or it's like, there's no space. <laughs> no, none. And I was big at that time. So I wasn't thinking food. My kids yeah. were being so sweet. Like dinner wasn't even on. I don't, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I'm glad, you know, someone reminded you though, right? <laughs> they probably would have like, like, why did they let me put them to bed? They're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's pretty funny. So, the, okay. Then let me ask what happened next? Were you like, oh, oh no. we, we were eating dinner at like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, all right, kids, everybody out of bed. It's a party. <laughs> you can have whatever you want. Yeah. Scrounge, make something happen. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Oh, well, Jen, it's been so fun to chat with you. Can you remind everyone one more time, where is the best place for them to find you online? So just over at my blog, it's thistimeofmind.com. And then from there, you can sign up to get free freebies every single week on my email list. And that's where I'm most active. Yay. Love it. Didn't you just love hearing from Jen? I love how she is constantly learning new ideas and new strategies, new things that she can test when it comes to her ads and her marketing. Because one thing I know as an online business owner is that we can't stay still. We've always got to be testing new things, trying to improve our marketing systems so that we can continue to grow and sell to even more customers. And Jen is just so committed to that. Now, one of the things that Jen mentioned is that she gets so many ideas from having been in the ads intensive and learning from me and other brilliant business owners there. And then after the ads intensive, I offer all of my students a chance to join my Brilliant Business Moms membership, where you'll learn even more from other women who are running ads, who are running successful businesses. And there are always more things to try and more things to test. So whether you're a newer business owner who hasn't yet found that pathway to make consistent sales for your products, or whether you're a really experienced business owner, but you know your sales pages could use some work, you are nervous to test ads on your own, you'll want to sign up for Brilliant Ads Bootcamp. It's a free training that I'm hosting where you'll learn exactly how to create an amazing offer, craft a swoon-worthy sales page, and create brilliant ads that help to sell your products. All you need to do is head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash bootcamp, and I'll see you there. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. Brilliant.